Hey, Sedano and LZ with you here on 710 ESPN. And it feels like, LZ, the Rams are doing quarterback tinder, doesn't it? <laughs> Why do you say that, my friend? <laughs> because it feels like we're just swiping through golf and Wolford. And like, hmm, do I swipe left on him? Do I swipe right on him? I can't really decide. I've narrowed it down. It's either that or The Bachelor. Like, I'm expecting uh, Sean McVay to come out with a rose and just be what? like, here, you are the quarterback this week. Well, the quarterback might be picked by tender, but the game is going to be grinder because we're going to have to grind. Oh, look at you. You like that? I just made that up. I know. And it actually works perfectly because also (laughs) you um, are gay. On most days. Every now and then I like to take a trip to the other Right. It brings it all full circle, which is the best part of the joke. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But since COVID, I've been gay the whole time. I just, you know. Just the whole time? Social I distance. Mean, yeah, Socially distantly gay. I don't think Steve wants to hear that. <laughs> um, but anyway. Um, yeah, like, I just, I, I mean, so are we saying that if Wolford was healthy, that he'd be the quarterback? Like, what are we saying here? I'm saying he would probably be an option. And which was really my assumption heading into that game, to tell you the truth, because we're not quite sure. You know, Jared Goff's thumb injury aside and Jared Goff's, you know, tendency not to perform as well when the pressure come aside, um, the weather is going to be a factor, more likely than not. And that means it's going to be a defensive struggle and the run game is going to be important. So as many options for running that we have, I think that better suits us, which is why I thought regardless of, of Goff's health, the Wolf was going to see himself out there. Yeah, so I love that this time of year during the NFL season, what we do is we look at weather, right? Um, mm-hmm. They're playing Saturday, right? So as of now, on uh, technically now, there is uh, light rain changing to snow overnight. On Friday, they have variable clouds with snow showers and snow mm-hmm. in the evening. So that means there could be, uh, you know, is this one to three inches so, you know, not a lot of snow. And then it looks like a little snowy, mostly rainy, crappy weather on Saturday. So it is going to be cold. I don't know, though, if we'll get one of those crazy traditional, like, whoa, look how cool the field looks because there's snow everywhere kind of games. I think we're going to get one of those, like, ugh, grimy, to your point, grind it out kind of field games where the mud is just everywhere. The, the mud is everywhere, but then... You know, there's the wind chill factor. Ooh. And for the nice, tender hands of the Southern California athlete, right, being hit up beside your fingers with that cold, particularly for the receivers, might be interesting. Cold you know, weather golf is a thing. You know that, right? Well, cold weather period is a thing. I mean, Peyton Manning struggled with it as well. I mean, some QBs, you know, if you didn't, you know, spend a great deal of time getting accustomed to it coming up, it's really hard to catch up once you become a pro. We've seen that time and time again. I don't yeah. know how Aaron Rodgers does it other than the fact that he got to sit behind Brett Favre for so long and become accustomed to it because, as we know, he's a California guy. Yeah. But golf. But know, he's lived there, right, forever now. Yeah, yeah. Right. at least during the season he lives there. Um, so here's a bad Jared Goff stat for cold weather golf. Jared Goff has played two NFL games with the kickoff temperature below freezing in his career. Now, Mm -hmm. if we go below 40 degrees, he's actually played in like eight or nine, and the the numbers aren't great there either. Um, But these are the worst of them. He's 0-2 against the spread. Uh, I'd have to look up, I guess, what the stats, what the actual games were. But here's the worst part. Zero touchdowns, five interceptions in those two games. So when did those games happen? Were they under the Jeff Fisher years? Uh, uh, no, I'd have to look it up here. Let me see. 
If you give me a second, because I can get. I know one of them happened <laughs> the year they went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, was that the Chicago game? Probably. Yes. Yes, it was the Chicago, Chicago game. Yes, that's and it. And as someone who has lived in Chicago and has been in Soldier Field in the dead of winter, I can tell you, that's not all on golf. That weather ain't no joke. I right. left up. I left a game at halftime mm -hmm. and I was in snow pants and jeans and long johns and I couldn't stay warm enough to enjoy the game and just left. Yeah, I, listen, I've been to that stadium uh, in Soldier Field. It is brutal. Um, it's brutal. And there's not enough um, alcohol in the world that will keep me there. I did also leave a blowout game uh, when I was there. I was there for a Notre Dame-Miami uh, game, and I was like, nah, it's like 41-3. Nah. to three. It's the third quarter. Oh, God, I'm done. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. get the for hell sure, out of here. Sure, yeah. Um, yeah. So I get it, but I, you, know, you know I have not been on the golf bandwagon for a while now. I have been off the bandwagon for a minute, and I feel like this game um, – Look, I think this game could be defining for him on a number of levels, as we've discussed numerous times. Um, but I also think, and, and maybe you agree or disagree, that this game could also be defining for the other quarterback who is a surefire Hall of Famer. This is absolutely the most important game in Aaron Rodgers' career. The most important game. Well, even, no, it can't, the Super Bowl it's was. A, no, nope, it was not. Or, Super Bowl you're was not. not. No, it was the, the it one? was the most important at the time. Mm -hmm. But as of right now, this game is very important for Aaron Rodgers for a multitude of reasons. Okay. Number one, remember what he said when they lost in the playoffs last year? That it would have been great to be home. Where the right. weather works smile, blah, blah, blah. Where right. you got your wish. He does. They they are and they're six and a half point favorites in this yep. game. Number number two, he's the season's MVP. He played brilliantly during the regular season. Absolutely brilliant, lights out, like no, hands down the MVP of the league. The MVP needs to defend his home turf in the postseason. Number three, he's only been to as many Super Bowls as, as golf. Mm -hmm. He's only been to one Super Bowl. Now, granted, he won it. Right. And, and that's fantastic. But for someone who arguably is the best QB of not just this season – but perhaps of his generation, when you factor in not accomplishments in terms of Super Bowl wins, but just his skill set, he might be the best of his generation to only have one trip to the Super Bowl, but have had an opportunity to host multiple playoff games. Um, but I, 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 I also I, I say this as someone who grew up a fan of Dan Marino, who played on teams that he elevated, you know what I mean, that weren't all that good. And I feel like Aaron has a lot of that in his career. And it's even worse, I think, for Aaron Rodgers because, you know, he doesn't have, like, an owner, right? Like, there's no, like, um, Stan Kroenke, right? Or, right. or you know, or uh, Davis or, or Spanos where you can go and say, hey, man, we need this, right? Like, it, that team isn't like that. And, and, you know, it's certainly not a free agent destination. I, I feel like there's just a lot working against you there. It's why Brett Favre, for as great as he was, only won one Super Bowl. Yeah, but he went to two. Right? He, he but I think Rodgers will go to but another he went to one. two. I think well, Rodgers will go to another one. I think Rodgers is going to one this year. I did, year. too, 10 years ago when he, you know, had just finished winning his first one. And yet here we are, right? Russell Wilson's been to a couple, right? Like well, but I also think t as time has gone by, LZ, is that it makes it worse um, because 
with Rodgers, um, you know, as time has gone by, I think less and less people uh, would want to be in Green Bay as opposed to like, you know, like think about in the 90s. It's like, all right, Reggie White was traded to Green Bay. It's like, what the hell? You know what I'm saying? Like, it is what it is. Guys now will not let themselves be traded to places like that. I, 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 get, I totally get that aspect of it. But when we sit around on the, on the radio station five, six, seven years from now, and we're debating the greats, we're not going to say Aaron Rodgers and the Packers had difficulties holding on to talent because Green Bay is not an ideal location for free agents. We're going to say he went to one Super Bowl. And so that's the reason why I feel this game is so career-defining for him because everything that you would want, your home, you're, you're playing brilliantly, your team has the number one overall seed, you're facing a team that, you know, obviously is a playoff team and they want a playoff game, but you know the QB is hurt and still somewhat of a question mark in terms of whether or not the other team can lean on him right. the way the Packers can lean on you. Like, it is completely set up for him to win. Yeah, I don't, do I, don't, I, don't, win, I don't buy that. I, I don't. But you know what? We got a break because we have, we have Warren Moon coming up, and I don't want to be late for Warren. Let's ask him mm-hmm. all this. Let's we ask do. him this. Yes. Let's ask him about golf. Let's ask him about the Rams. Uh, obviously, you know, he works for the Seahawks. He sees the Rams twice a year. We'll talk to Warren Moon in four minutes. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Sedano and LZ with you here on 710 ESPN. Ramona Shelburne going to join us in the 5 o'clock hour. We got a lot of NBA stuff to get into with this uh, Harden deal from yesterday and what that means for the Lakers and the Clippers championship chase here in Southern California. So a lot of stuff to get into with Ramona in a little bit. Um, Clint Yates will join us at 6 o'clock. But now we're joined by... Uh, the Hall of Famer, Warren Moon, joins us now here because we were talking about the Rams and the Packers, and uh, and we were having this quarterback discussion, and who better to have than Warren Moon? Warren, thank you so much for the time. Hope you and yours are all safe and healthy. Um, so we were having this conversation about Aaron Rodgers, and basically, and Elsie, I don't want to... Um, I don't want to state your position incorrectly, so please correct me if I'm wrong. I'm of the position, Warren, that I feel like uh, Aaron, having gone and won one Super Bowl, um, is impressive enough for me considering the limitations of the Green Bay situation. No real owner, right? Like, it's just a weird dynamic there. Uh, obviously not a free agent destination. Now, LZ, you believe that he probably should have done more? Is that accurate? I believe that um, this game is extremely important for the legacy of Aaron Rodgers because of who he is and what he has accomplished. He has done things that is really, really difficult to duplicate. Um, He's obviously the MVP of this season, but if he loses at home as the number one seed to a uh, football team with an injured QB coming off a thumb surgery from a couple weeks ago, uh, that is, it would be a terrible blemish that this might be the biggest game of his career. 
Warren? Well, you know, he's had playoff losses at home before. Eli Manning beat him in the playoffs uh, when they went to the Super Bowl a number of years ago. And um, so they definitely have an advantage when they play in Green Bay at Lambeau Field because of the weather conditions and that. The crowd won't be much of a factor because there won't be any crowd. Maybe there is going to be a small crowd. I'm really not sure, but I don't think it will be as much as a factor as it normally is. But playing up there at Lambeau this time of year is something that's different for any team that comes in there because they're just not used to that. So they definitely have a huge advantage. They have had a week off, so they've had a chance to get themselves healthy. Uh, Aaron has had an unbelievable season this year. So, yeah, if, if he uh, does not win this football game, it will be a, a uh, catastrophic disappointment because you would expect for them to beat the Rams with an injured quarterback and an injured uh, Aaron Donald as well and then be able to go on and uh, advance into the playoffs. So this is a huge game for him, no question about it. Yeah, and, and listen, I, I think, he, of course, there's six-and-a-half-point favorite for a reason. I, I just look at it as – I don't think his career has been a disappointment to this point, though. No, you know I, what I mean? I, no, 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 nobody said disappointment. that. Nobody no. said no, not, that. We're no. just saying no, that, that it would definitely add to his legacy. You know, if you start talking about the greatest of all time, that's what they start comparing you with, with Super Bowls, after all the other things that you've done in your career as an individual. So if he's able to get another Super Bowl on top of the one he already has, that's just going to increase his legacy. He's going to have a great legacy no matter what, but it just increases his legacy if he goes goes on to win this Super Bowl. He probably has the best chance to do it this year as he's had in a while. On the flip side, Warren, are we in, in L.A. specifically, are we not valuing Jared Goff enough? This is a guy who has gone to multiple arenas on the road in the postseason and beaten QBs who have won Super Bowls. And he's been to one himself, and yet if you ask the average fan, they're probably not still sold on him despite all that success. Yeah, it is kind of unfair uh, to, to Jared. I, I, I saw uh, Jared at, um, at New Orleans a few years ago when they went to the Super Bowl and they beat New Orleans in the NFC Championship game. Uh, and he was a, a big reason why that happened. He brought them from behind in the, in the second half of that football game. They ended up winning it. Uh, and then he goes on the Super Bowl. Didn't have a great Super Bowl. I think a lot of people are holding that against him, that he didn't have a great Super Bowl against uh, Bill Belichick and, and their defense. But uh, he's a guy that does have some limitations, and I think uh, the Rams know that. I think other people know that. And if he can play within his strengths, which is when they're running the football and he can go play action and throw the football, he's as good as there is. Now, if they can't run the football and it becomes a drop-back game where they're in long-yarded situations on third down, that's where he tends to struggle when it's a drop-back game and he gets pressure around him. So you just have to keep him within his framework of what he does best, and he's as good as there is at doing that. Uh, Warren, like, were you? How surprised were you at the way that the last game played out? The the Rams win over Seattle. Uh, obviously, you're very close to that Seattle team. Um, yeah. I, I I was stunned at just the way the game kind of unfolded. Where were you on that? Well, you know, I was really nervous going into that game because the Rams have always played the Seahawks very well. And whenever you play a team within your division, they're going to be a much tougher out because they know you so well. They had just played the Rams, I think, two or three weeks prior to that and had beaten them at home. But uh, it was one of those games that went right down to the end. Russell Wilson made a big play at the end uh, on a touchdown pass, and they won that game, I think, 20-9. to This game, because 
Seattle, first of all, could not stop the run uh, with Akers, who didn't play in that in the game uh, prior. Uh, he ran the ball very well against them, I think over 130 yards. And uh, the, the Seahawks' defense could not do – I mean, offense, excuse me, could not do nothing against the Rams' defense. They couldn't protect Russell. They couldn't run the ball consistently. And it didn't surprise me that the Rams came up here and won because I was very nervous going in because of the way they've played against us. I think they were 5-3 and three against us over the last eight games. So they know how to play against the Seattle Seahawks and Russell Wilson. What happens to a QB when his job – starting job, that is, um, is questioned. The way that golf has had to deal with the Wolf starting. We call him the Wolf. You know, we, no, his name is Wolf. We call him the Wolf here. The Wolf starting, even though he felt he was able to go, there's questions about whether or not, you know, the Wolf will be valuable in Green Bay versus him. We find out the Wolf isn't available. Like, what happens in your brain when you're in the postseason and your starting job is debated? We know, LZ, I think as a quarterback, you have to learn how to block out the noise. First of all, if you are able to hear the noise, you have to uh, be strong enough to block it out. But, but you want to try and make sure you don't put yourself in situations where you're, you have to listen to it, where you're, you're not going on social media, you're not listening to the news, you're not reading the newspaper. You're just kind of blocking yourself out throughout the week um, to get ready for the game and just keep your focus there. So if Jared can do that, uh, I think he'll be in good shape. And, and and I think that's just part of the position. I think quarterbacks are being judged almost every week because no matter how great you are, if you have a bad game, uh, people are going to start looking at, at, at uh, ways to criticize you. It doesn't matter if it's Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers or whoever. You have a bad game that Monday, you're going to get – Armchair quarterback, you're going to be uh, you're going to be second guessed until you play again. So the best thing to do is to try and block that noise out as best you can. Keep your focus on getting ready for that next one, and go out there and show everybody what you can do. Warren Moon joining us here on Sedano and LZ on 710 ESPN. So Warren, LZ and I were talking about this before the show today. Have you seen the Tom Flores Coors Light commercial that's on television right now? I have. It's pretty pretty good. I like it. Yeah, it's hilarious. Now, look, as look, I'm not even a Raiders fan, but I am Latino, and I do feel like uh, Coors and Tom did such a great job of not only illustrating his own resume, but the fact that he was a pioneer, right? First Latino quarterback, first Latino coach uh, to win a championship in that sport. Like, the fact that he's not in the Hall of Fame seems like a travesty to me. Now, and maybe I'm biased because I'm also Latino, but you played uh, in that sport. You, play, you played against him, I believe. Um, like, how is it someone like that is not in the, in the Hall of Fame? Well, I know he's been uh, considered a, a number of times. I think he's been up to the finals a few different times. So I think it's just a matter of time before he does get in there. But it tends to take coaches a little bit longer than some other positions. And uh, I'm not really sure what um, what coach's record is overall as far as the, the course of his whole career. I know he does have the two Super Bowl wins, but I don't know what his one-loss record is um, in, in, as, as a whole as a head coach. So that might have something to do with it as well. But I think he will eventually get into the Hall of Fame, there's no question about it. Most of those guys who get up to that stage, eventually they do get in. Yeah. Um, just for posterity's sake, 97 and 87 overall. Uh, obviously those years in Seattle really hurt him. But, um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the two Super Bowls and two, by the way, he won one as an assistant and as a player uh, as right. well. So, you know, he's got that um, going for him as well. But, yeah, it's just wild to me. 
I don't know if they uh, I don't know if they combine the two of uh, whether you're a coach or a player you're either going to go in as a player or as a coach so I don't right. think your player record's going to have much to do with your coach record mm-hmm. and vice versa. Warren, you know, sticking with this theme a little bit about diversity in the NFL in general, what what are your thoughts about this conversation about hiring practices whether it's for a head coach or some team executive? You think the NFL is doing a good job? You know, I think they're trying. Uh, I think they're aware of it. They're just trying to figure out the best way to get it done without making it look like it's it's token hires or, or um, you, you're giving out too many incentives for for um, for teams to just bring in an African American at that posi- at that uh, certain position. Uh, so I think they're trying to figure out what is the best way to get these teams to do that. Um, we've heard a lot of different suggestions. Some of those suggestions I haven't liked. Uh, the Rooney Rule, no, there's no question it hasn't worked the way it was intended to work when they first in, uh, installed it many years ago. So I think they're trying to, to uh, come up with the ideas to, to get more opportunities for African Americans and minorities to get jobs as head coaches and in the front office. But uh, there's still some work to be done on it. There's no question about it. I, I, I see this year there's a lot of African-American candidates that are being uh, being interviewed, and I think that's a good thing because the more times you can interview for as many different jobs, uh, you might not get that job. But if you did a good job on that interview, maybe the word gets around that uh, you could be a candidate somewhere else. So the more opportunities you can interview, that's going to be a good thing to start. And then we have to see some of these jobs get actually offered the great warren moon hall of famer joining us here on sedano and lz here on 710 espn warren always a pleasure thank you so much for taking the time uh stay healthy and stay safe thank you again all right guys thanks a lot thanks for having me on take care thank you sir there he is all right coming up next lz you and i uh, are going to dive into this brooklyn team and one thing that nobody seems to be talking about when it comes to them we'll be back in five minutes This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Sedan and LZ with you here on 710 ESPN. Thanks to the Hall of Famer Warren Moon for joining us there. Super excited, by the way, for Marvel Studios' WandaVision. The universe is expanding. Marvel Studios' first original series starts streaming this Friday only on Disney+. Plus. Check out Marvel Studios' WandaVision. Original series streaming Friday only on Disney Plus. So, LZ, mm-hmm. we were off yesterday because the Lakers um, were playing. We're off uh, this week, George. I mean, we've only been on today, basically. <laughs> um, so, um, but we, so we hadn't had a chance to really discuss this whole, you know, Harden to Brooklyn thing. But you and I, before the show, were talking about it. And you brought up a great point that I feel like everyone is focusing on the Harden part of this, which obviously makes sense because he just got dealt. But you brought up a point to me that I thought was great, which was we're neglecting one aspect of this. And what was that? Which is, why has it got to be Kyrie's the one that's got to make all the sacrifices? Why do we normally assume that it's Kyrie who's got to find out how he can fit in? Mm -hmm. I get it. KD and Harden are great players. They're great offensive players, and and KD has a defense to go with it. But Fat Harden hasn't done anything 
to just automatically be assumed that he should be elevated over Kyrie. Kyrie is the one that hit the shot in the finals. Kyrie is the one that LeBron spotted and said, I want to play with that in Cleveland. Right, Kyrie's- but Kyrie is also the guy that LeBron kind of rolls his eyes at now. You know what I mean? Like, they're, well, they're, well, now, yeah. well, now, you know, because they aren't together anymore and he's no longer able to have the same level of influence that perhaps, you know, we didn't know all that LeBron was dealing with, did we? Now, perhaps we have a little bit more information and perhaps we look at LeBron as far as his leadership a lot differently. I know I do. You know, I remember when, you know, Meta World Peace, but then Ron Artest um, was in Indiana and was balling out. Then Isaiah Thomas gets fired. And then you start seeing some behavior from Ron Artest that we weren't cognizant of. And it shed some light as to some of the things that perhaps Isaiah Thomas was doing as a head coach that was helping his team that we weren't aware of. And I feel the same way now about the leadership of LeBron because I don't think Kyrie just started doing this. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Right. So he found a way to keep him lock and step enough for them to win a championship. And that's not an easy thing to do. Okay, I'll give you a story that I heard from the first year LeBron went back in Cleveland to Cleveland, um, that there were guys on that team. okay, who didn't even have Kyrie's number um, weeks into the season. Weeks, not Mm -hmm. not not like a couple days, like (laughs) weeks into the season. Um, in Boston, I was told by, uh, let's just call him an anonymous source, that mm-hmm. um, while he was there, Kyrie, that there was literally a stretch where he didn't talk to anyone, not a coach, not a teammate, not anyone, for almost a month. Um, so to your point, um, I think those things are playing into this, right? Like, I think Brooklyn made that deal, obviously because they want a big three, but I also think they're like, we don't know what's going to happen with Kyrie, <laughs> so we might as well have an insurance policy for it. Now, they gave up a lot, okay? They basically gave up a, 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 a decade's worth of draft, <laughs> okay? Like, because here's right. the thing. This is the way I look again, at it. Again, by the way. Again, yeah. by the way. Again, correct. <laughs> correct. Again, yes. Excellent point. Because here's the way I look at it, LZ. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the the Clippers gave Sam Presti all those picks, which was still less than this, right? Mm-hmm. For what, in essence, really was Paul George and Kawhi, right? Like, that sealed the deal, you know what I mean? Right. Right. Um, and it, the Drew Holiday deal, for as much as you and I don't like it because of what they gave up, in essence, that got Giannis to sign the max, right? Yep. Um, even AD, to an extent, got LeBron to sign an extension, right? You Mm -hmm. know, unless KD signs an extension, you know, until that happens, I I still feel like that's a lot. But I do get it in this regard because I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth. I get it because we don't know about Kyrie and his future with basketball. We we don't. That that is an excellent point. We don't know. I will say that from my perspective, that's a separate conversation. My conversation was about 
if they all three are on the court together, gotcha. what should be the pecking order? And my feelings are James Harden, as great as a player as he is, why are we just naturally just going to assume that he should be getting the number two spot behind KD as opposed to Kyrie? All right, I'll do it on the other side. I'll tell you why I think on the other side. Plus, Momo's going to stop by. we got what you need to know coming up next. Stick around. Sedano and LZ, back in three minutes. 